Will bootstrapping frustrate your business idea? That's a question that I've seen over on the interwebs a couple of times this last week, um, not just on TikTok, but on Instagram as well. And just in case you're wondering if you heard me correctly, yes, there actually is business content on TikTok as well. There's also some good chess content on TikTok. That's if you are an adult improver like I am. You're trying to improve your chess game. So there's loads of stuff that you can find on TikTok. So it's not just um, influencers uh, twerking and people doing dance memes and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I guess um, when it comes to um, all this um, algorithmic stuff, especially for the um, video-based ones, that's YouTube shorts, uh, Instagram reels, um, TikTok, I guess it whatever is you make of it so if you keep watching the um twerking videos and the dance challenges and you keep liking that co uh, that kind of content then that's what is going to keep serving up to you so but if you want to use um tiktok and um the new um video features for you know all these um, social media sites you know if you have other interests and you want to pursue them over there then it's a good way to um go about that Anyway, I digress. The bottom line is, um, yes, if you are interested in that sort of content, um, video content, sorry, business content on TikTok, you can find those sorts of things. And maybe you will find all those videos where people are talking about bootstrapping um, as well. So there's this idea that you ought to uh, bootstrap or else it's going to frustrate your business. Um, the idea being that if you, sorry, no, that bootstrapping is going to frustrate your business so you should fundraise you should raise capital from investors so the idea being that raising capital from investors is the easier way to go about it and is the best way to guarantee the success of your business enterprise so uh, that's the question that i want to tackle today or rather i'm going to tackle the question in several stages over the couple of um, maybe two or three days because I think that this whole question of um, bootstrapping versus fundraising um, raises a number of um, important issues. But first off, definitions. And remember that for me, I like to use um, working definitions. That's because I want a simple definition that everyone can relate to because it's all about being practical um, in the moment. So um, the definitions that you're going to hear during the course of this podcast episode are not going to be technically correct and they're not going to be exhaustive but they're working definitions just so that we know um, what's up and we can apply easily in our day-to-day -day. <clears throat> so bootstrapping <clears throat> sorry excuse me you know the usual kids are back in school they're cold i know you guys are tired of hearing me and my children um wahala and um cold and sneezing and um, all that but don't worry um this stage is not going to last too long because eventually they're going to grow out of primary school and uh, yeah, we'll be beyond that stage. So definitions, bootstrapping. Um, traditionally, when most people said bootstrapping, what they meant was funding a business from using your savings. So if you opened a bakery or if you got into the wedding photography game or you started buying and selling cement, if you were bootstrapped, that means that you took your savings from your corporate job or from your inheritance or whatever the bottom line is was money from savings that you used to start the business and that's the old school idea of bootstrapping now in modern times however when people say bootstrapping that also includes growing the business using the revenue that you have from paying customers so 
you're getting into the cement game you take your inheritance you buy a few bags of cement you start selling your customers send you money um, that's your revenue and then you take from that revenue you don't put anything in the bank you don't use it to buy a brand new car you don't use it to do anything you take all that revenue and you plow it back into the business to buy more cement to sell so in the modern context that is also considered to be bootstrapping taking you the revenue that you get plow it back into the business and then you're growing it that way um, so uh, <clears throat> in a modern context uh, that's what bootstrapping is you start off using your savings or whatever money that you raise yourself pretty much not from investors not from your uncle not from your aunt not from your parents um, so I mean however you get the money whether you save from work or you win it on bet Niger or your grandfather left you something when he died um, that's it bootstrapping and then includes uh, revenue from customers as well so that's the idea of bootstrapping so of course fundraising well it's obvious what fundraising is you go around you try to raise funds uh, when I say fundraising I also like to include um, the should I say semi-formal semi-formal avenues so I still think if you go and speak to your wealthy uncle and your wealthy uncle gives you like 500k to start off I still consider that to be fundraising because in most situations your uncle kind of expects the money back at some point even if you guys didn't talk about it so since it's money that has expectations attached to it I would also include that sort of thing as um, fundraising so talking to your rich uncle or your rich aunt or uh, let's say you have a software idea you know some of these um, the new wave of Niger guys everybody's trying to build the next Facebook and the next big software company so you're speaking to uh, professional investors or you're trying to get money from um, what's it called all these uh, um, these uh, gosh skip my mind now there's this Nigerian bank that is lending is it Nigerian Development Bank a couple of banks like that anyway that um, like to lend money for um, huge capital outlay and then stuff like that so if you're talking to those kinds of people all that is fundraising so now we have the definitions um, out of the way so if you're going to bootstrap is that going to frustrate your business idea in my own opinion it's not going to frustrate your business idea well not necessarily but that is if you have a viable idea to begin with and of course for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while you know that we've spoken about ways that you can validate your business idea see if you have some market validation and the traditional avenues include um, pre-selling that's when you're ready to launch ready to get into the game and you don't quite have the stuff ready yet but you still collect money from people anyway and it's from that money that you collect that you use to finance the um, that you use to finance the uh, project so that's what a pre-order is I can't give an example in the uh, wedding space because you know we don't pre-order um, in the wedding and the event space but it's something that people do in other um, industries so for instance people who um, do uh, organize events like people who launch parties I mean like think back to the days when we were in university and you have uh, those chaps those guys and girls who are kind of hucksters you know people who go around and organize campus parties that is the sort of thing that is um, pre-selling because they haven't booked the venue yet they haven't gotten the entertainment yet 
but they go around and they collect money from all of us anyway and it's only after they collect the money that they lock down the venue get the entertainment get the drinks you know things like that and that's the reason why for some of those parties you guys would show up and not everything that was promised that was going to be on the bill were not being on the bill and that's because they didn't um they didn't set up the whole thing before they started selling tickets they sold the tickets first and then used that money to finance the uh the party well, in this case, let's just call it the business venture, to finance the business venture. So that's what pre-selling is. That's a way of validating the idea. And the whole point of validating the idea is just to see, is this thing workable? Are people going to drop money? Is this something worth our time? So like back in the um, uni days, the people who did those sorts of things, <clears throat> you've now been able to validate that this idea can work. And that is how some of these um, clubs in university setting um, was born. Uh, like there was one of the, I can't remember the name of the club anyway, because I've been out of school for a while, but that's pretty much how one of the newer clubs was set up by, um, set up by people in my own, uh, in my own set. So it was that sort of thing. Uh, this is the idea, um, you're able to, um, pre-sell, um, a couple of tickets, you launch a party, you guys are good promoters and then eventually turn into a club and then that's a business. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, pre-selling as a way of validating. Are people willing to drop money for this? If people are willing to um, commit ahead of time, <clears throat> excuse me, then you know that you have a, val a, a, a valuable um, business, something on your hands. And then <clears throat> uh, there's also the one that I advocate time and time again on the podcast, which is just go out and see how much of these things you can actually sell. So if you want to get into wedding photography, videography, or um, let's say like the cement case, for instance, um, you don't have to go and buy a thousand bags of cement if you want to find out if this is something, um, a valid business idea. If you can save up and buy a couple of bags, buy 20, buy 50, and you're able to sell the 50 in a week. You're like, okay, maybe there's something here. And then you take the money from the 50 and then buy maybe 120. You're able to sell the 120 in three weeks or in a month. And you're like, okay, maybe there's something here. And then you start scaling going from there so you're validating your business idea step by step so these are the um traditional ways of uh um, validating your business idea you do the pre-sale or you just go ahead and start selling directly to um, people so you'll find that for a lot of um businesses that most folks can think of um you'll find that bootstrapping is not going to be a problem so if you want to be a party promoter pre-selling is not a problem if you want to sell cement or if you want to sell bread or if you're doing any kind of um, trading, for instance, then <clears throat> pre-selling or um, direct selling techniques to validate the idea, that's not going to be a problem. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, however, um, you should not bootstrap. And I repeat, you should not, capital N-O-T, bootstrap, if your idea requires economics of scale. There are some ideas that are not going to work except if you do it big from the get-go. So mobile apps, software, and all these people that do online tutoring businesses and blah, 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 stuff like that. Those things require economics of scale. If you're setting up an online business, you want people to sign up, you're collecting 1K per person. It doesn't make sense if you start this thing and then only 10 people sign up. That's just 10K. 10K is not going to cover... Um, your data and your phone call 
bills and the cost of the videographer for um, recording uh, your cost. It's not going to cut it. So if you're doing an online course and um, it's going to be uh, 1K per person, you are trying to see how you can get 100 people to sign up, 200 people, 300, 500. I mean, you get the picture. So some business models like that require economics of scale. If you're creating an app, and you're hoping to raise money from um, advertising what you're looking at is economics of scale because the advertisers are going to be paying you um, <clears throat> uh, based on a certain number of impressions and the impressions are usually per thousands or something like that so <clears throat> um, it's not going to make a lot of sense if you get this app going uh, you're not able to get lots of people on it and then advertisers <clears throat> so excuse me and then advertisers are basically giving you a chicken change maybe um, 5k or 10k something like that it's not going to make sense so for all these ideas that require economics of scale which means that you need to have hundreds and thousands of people on this thing before you can start making money you are going to need to raise funds that are going to support you and you're going to support the business before it gets to this uh, to the scale where you can start getting revenue or where you can um, break even so back to the online course thing if you're going to do an online course um, for instance you're going to pay the videographer except if the video person is your brother um, or your husband to be because I know a friend well she ended up marrying the guy anyway so you know they're living happily ever after now and uh, they currently have um, one son she gave birth um, last year um, she's a cake artist and he was a video guy so if you're in that kind of situation, then hey, it's not a problem. Um, if he's your husband-to-be, then sure, no problem. He'll keep recording um, the videos for you uh, for free because both of you guys are building um, an asset together for the family. So if you're not in that kind of situation, the videographer is going to want money from you at some point. Uh, let's see what else. Apart from that, you're going to have to pay for um, website hosting. Okay, well, maybe not because you might put the videos on YouTube. Okay, well, if you're putting them on YouTube, then it kind of defeats the whole process. It means that the videos are going to be free. Okay, so you're going to have to pay for website hosting. You have to pay the videographer. I'm assuming that you have to pay the people who are going to, your tech support people, um, because you have to find ways to collect money from people um, online. Uh, there's going to be tech support, um, recording video, website hosting. Um, what else? A couple of things that are going to be required you know money will have to be dropped um, um up front and then of course it's not just going to be one video you're going to be, have to record a series of videos before you get this online costing um rolling so until you do all that you definitely have to raise funds because you have to pay the video guy the video guy can't show up monday wednesday and friday this week and then you say i'll see you next week and then he shows up monday wednesday friday and then you tell him, you know what, things are rough, I'll see you next week. There's a limit to how much I see you that you can pull. So you have to raise money to pay this guy. You have to raise money, book the website domain. You have to um, raise money, pay the hosting fees. You have to raise money, pay the branding guys. Uh, what else? You also have to raise money, uh, run Instagram um, ads. Because you can't just launch your course and then tell your mom and tell your siblings and then tell your cousins and expect that that's um, going to be what will get the world rolling because you, you need a wider um, base of um, folks to reach before you begin 
so um, you also have to budget for your Instagram ads your Facebook ads or Google ads um, or whatever so in this case you have to raise funds and so it's the same thing with all those other businesses if you're going to do an app based um, uh, business some businesses just require economics of scale if it requires economics of scale then don't think you can do this thing by bootstrapping and it's something I've had to advise people in the past like hey you know what this seems like a wonderful idea but truth of matter is before this thing is going to work you have to grow this thing to a certain size and while you're trying to grow this thing you still have to be paying the guys who are coding you have to still pay the guys who are designing and you have to pay the people on the back end who are doing um, um, fulfillment and shipping and then all of that so um, you just have to raise funds for some of those businesses so if your business requires economics of scale then yes bootstrapping is going to um, frustrate your business and how long do you need to raise funds for it depends um, supposedly people say that Jumia and Conga right now are currently not at break-even that's the gist that I've heard it's not something I've looked into um, so but that's just an example of what it is that we're talking about so Jumia Conga I think Amazon uh, took maybe like was it like 20 years or so um, to break even but in the meantime while these sites are up and running you need funds to be paying salary to be paying staff to be paying for delivery paying for warehousing uh, paying for shipping uh, paying for all of that that's money going out the door nothing has come in yet and you can't bootstrap um, that so even if Dangote is your uncle or is your father there's a limit to how much of this is going to um, he's willing to um, drop um, there's a limit to how much money he's going to drop on this um, venture so you have to raise funds um, at some point so Jumia, Conga, those are the Nigerian ones of course we already know Facebook, Amazon uh, what else so yeah some of them require economics of scale fortunately in the event and the wedding space in most cases you don't have to do financing in fact I wouldn't even recommend financing but I've made a podcast episode on that, so I'm not going to go into that in detail. So for in the wedding and the event space, uh, we can go the MVP route. And the MVP just basically means the minim, uh, minimum viable product. So that means the smallest part of your idea that is workable, you just start with that. Um, it's a term for that you know our brothers and sisters in the tech space use, but it's something we can borrow. So uh, the minimum viable product in this case, let's say photography for instance all you need is one camera you just get one camera and then you try and get a couple of gigs that's it that's your minimum viable product there because you're trying to see if this can work and the minimum thing that you need to invest is one camera body one lens one flash so is that something that you can raise on your own so you do that you try and see if you can hustle a few gigs and you find out if this is a um, workable um, idea so that's the thing what's the minimum viable product what is the smallest workable version that you can start with so for most people in the wedding space that's how we get into the game for photographers that's how you do one camera you call your friend between both of you you guys have one flash and rough it out for wedding planners is the same you like this thing you think it's cool you can't run it alone uh, you call BC BC is your friend um, both of you um, run it together you you're in the hall BC is outside trying to manage the vendors and then you guys try and um, uh, make it work from there so after you get this uh, MVP the minimum viable product 
and you're able to validate the idea, then later on, you can now seek for investments to grow the idea. So eventually you think, uh, you and BC, you guys are doing well, you guys are raising some money, um, sorry, you guys are doing well, you're getting um, some revenue, but you want to blow, you want to get this thing big, you guys want to get warehouse space, uh, you want to buy your own bus, uh, what else, you want to have your own staff, um, uh, what else, what else is needed? So anyway, you want to blow. At that point, you have something, it looks like it's workable. You can now start having those conversations with your wealthy uncle, or if you can put together a good business plan, start talking to the um, the banks that are built around um, um, extending um, credit to business, like uh, what are they called? The micro credit banks, the credit banks and um, stuff like that. So yeah, so you start with the MVP, later on you can, <clears throat> get the financing that you need so that you guys can blow um uh like if you're a, a photographer in this case you started just you and kunle two cameras one flash routine both of you but now you want the studio space with nice paneling uh soundproofing um uh let's see what else fancy um apple computers you know with the massive you know 17 inch screens and all that uh, space in Meitama or space in um, Leki and all that thing. Yes, at that point you can raise your financing, but you started off with <clears throat> a minimum viable product. You started off with the MVP and you've been able to validate that um, this is a good idea. So in summary, will bootstrapping frustrate your business idea? Not necessarily so. It depends on the business in question. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you already know what my um, views are on people who raise a bunch of finance without having clear expectations about how much you raise, how long you need it for, when you're going to pay back, and what the obligations are. Are these people going to get equity for their money or um, are they going to get interest? You know, all those questions. So no point in rehashing them um, there. But these are, sorry, rehashing them here. So, but these are the um, important things that you ought to uh, look out for. So, um, whatever podcast player that you have, if you use the search function there, you should be able to find um, the episodes where I've discussed these sorts of things um, on the podcast. And um, yeah, after you're done listening to this, you can search, scroll, and um, and then take part in the older discussions that we've had um, on the matter. So thank you very much for listening to this recording. We've gone past the 20-minute mark. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, let's see how I can keep it back to 10 on the next one. And I think I still have a few more ideas to flesh out on this whole uh, bootstrapping thing. So we'll continue the conversation tomorrow. And um, yeah, so that's it. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.